The following podcast contains explicit language. A few days ago, I called the fake news the enemy of the people, and they are. Apparently, this is how they retaliate when you report facts they don't like. This White House does not seem to value an independent press. There is a word for that line of thinking. The word is un-American. Hello and welcome to Trumpcast. I'm Virginia Heffernan. Trumpcast is the show about the man who is, let's grant him this, he's rich. Rich, 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 richer than you, richer than me. And it's also about the man who kind of paid taxes 11 years ago. But it's also about the man who kind of didn't pay taxes. Because in addition to being rich, Donald Trump is, in his words, a genius at not paying taxes. Trumpcast is the show about the rich genius, then. As a sidebar, it's perpetually fascinating to me that whenever Trump is charged with an ethical or moral lapse, that's roughly 71 times a day, he doesn't deny that he's a bad person. He just counters that he's rich and smart. He paws at women because he's rich. He evades taxes because he's smart. As if that answers the charge that he's a venal snake. I've come to believe this is actually a thoroughgoing philosophy with him, and that like Shakespeare's Richard III, Trump really believes that conscience is but a word that cowards use, devised at first to keep the strong in awe. In other words, people who claim you have no conscience are just trying to clip your wings and hold you back from your full glory. Last night, first on Twitter and then on MSNBC, Rachel Maddow sounded a very, very, very long drum roll for a scoop she had. That was two eight and a half by 11 pages of Donald Trump's 2005 tax return. During that drum roll, which was a nervous, halting monologue by Maddow, who admitted she was flustered, she produced innuendo after insinuation after insinuation that suggested she had the thing that would bring Trump to his knees and hobble him for good. After all, Maddow said, Trump had hidden his tax return for so long. What could he be hiding? Could it be a connection to the Russians, a connection still more unsavory than the many connections already unearthed? that would truly reveal him as treasonous or impeachable. It was not. In fact, it showed two things. That in 2005, Trump made a shit ton of money. And though he wrote down more than $100 million of it, he also paid $38 million in federal income taxes. This morning, Donald Jr., the president's son, tweeted that the return had only embarrassed those who thought it would be Trump's bloody glove. Instead, the return just proved that, you guessed it, Donald Trump is rich and smart. But the returns are still not nothing. Before we get to more pressing stuff on Trump cast, like Trump care, from which last night's media anticlimax might be serving as a distraction, it's worth discussing the implications of this glimpse into Trump's finances. Because while this tax return doesn't say a thing about Trump's Russian ties, it speaks loud and clear to the kind of taxes Trump pays, which happens to be exactly the taxes he wants to abolish. When we come back, I'll be unraveling these mysteries with Lily Batchelder, a tax law professor at NYU. But first, the tweets. We are making great progress with healthcare. Obamacare is imploding and will only get worse. Republicans coming together to get 
job done. It is amazing how rude much of the media is to my very hard-working representatives. Be nice. You will do much better. Proud to welcome our great cabinet this afternoon for our first meeting. Unfortunately, four seats were empty because Senate Dems are delaying. Does anybody really believe that a reporter who nobody ever heard of went to his mailbox and found my tax returns at NBC News fake news? Can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg, failing career and all, had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama? Jail time. Joining me today to discuss Trump's taxes is Lily Batchelder. Lily is a tax law professor at New York University and former Majority Chief Tax Counsel for the Senate Finance Committee. Welcome, Lily. Thanks so much for having me. Um, we're happy to have you here. It is tax season, so it is a great day for a close reading of a tax return. In this case, the tax return we're discussing are the two pages of Donald Trump's 2005 return that were leaked to the journalist David K. Johnston and then revealed last night on Rachel Maddow's MSNBC show. We've already established that they didn't reveal the coveted links to the Russians that Maddow and others hoped they would, but they did show a lot of other, maybe more subtle things. First, that he wrote off more than $100 million in business losses so that he could pay less taxes in 2005. I guess the way that I want to start with you, since you know about taxes, is explain how that happens. Most of us are not writing off business losses at all, much less $100 million. How does someone do that? What is it to write off business losses? So business losses can arise a lot of different ways, but often it's when there's sort of a mismatch of income and expenses. So you might in some years earn a lot of income and other years earn less income and in some years uh, undertake a really big investment that you can write off a lot of in that year um, that doesn't, that exceeds your other income. So it's a normal thing for businesses to have losses in some years. What's really remarkable of what we know about the president's loss is both the magnitude and that he seems to have gotten some advice that he did not follow and taken tax positions that are quite aggressive. But we would need to have him release a a lot more uh, tax returns and details on each tax return in order to piece that through. So if you are spending a lot of money investing in your business, let's just put this, you know, in honest terms, you're investing a lot in your business, but you're spending more than you're making then you can write down that delta, that difference, meaning you then don't pay taxes on that amount of money. Is that right? Yeah. So if you end up investing more in your business in a certain year than you have in revenue, you can end up having a loss. And then you won't pay any tax that year. You may carry back the loss, which means you can use it to reduce the amount of taxes you paid in a prior year, Hmm. or you can carry it forward 
to another year when you have positive net income and reduce your taxes in that year. And is this a a common thing for even the middle class to do? I mean, most of us are still filing W-2s and and salary jobs. This is something that business owners and entrepreneurs do. Is that right? Yeah, the vast majority of people get all of their income from from wages and salary. So this won't be an issue. Um, It's possible for some smaller businesses to have losses. So I don't want to say that they're illegitimate in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are also instances where people have used losses for tax shelters. Uh, So it's it's just a mixed bag and you really need to know the details of the situation. Now, he did pay $38 million in federal income taxes and he reported an income of $150 million. So tell us about that. What were those taxes specifically that he paid? And, and we are only talking about the federal return. So he had city and state taxes that are, were not represented here. But tell us about the $38 million that he did pay. What, what were those taxes? So uh, most of it was federal income tax. There was a little under $2 billion that was self-employment tax, which is the equivalent of payroll tax that we all pay. Mm-hmm. And then of the federal income tax, the vast, vast majority was alternative minimum tax. And interestingly, the president is proposing to repeal the alternative minimum tax. So if his proposal had been in place in 2005, he would have paid an average tax rate of 3.5%, mm-hmm. which is quite low and is below the average income tax rate for a lot of middle-income families. For example, it's below the average tax rate for those earning between $75,000 and $100,000. You know, I had never heard of the alternative minimum tax before these revelations and the article in the New York Times today in which you're quoted. What is the alternative minimum tax and who does it apply to? So it goes back to 1969 and it was created when someone uncovered that there were a bunch of millionaires who were paying zero federal income tax. And what it does is it basically applies a separate tax schedule to people after disallowing certain deductions um, to make sure that the wealthy are paying at least some income tax. And it's, you know, clearly in Trump's case seems to be working. It was it was making sure that he paid a 24% federal income tax rate rather than a rate under 4%. Do, any guesses about whether he's been paying this for the last 11 years, too? Because this is 2005. There's been speculation that he may have leaked this return. We don't know, but he may have leaked this return because it's the most buttoned-up return that he has on hand. It it shows that he did pay, you know, conforming to law. He did pay the alternative minimum tax that year. Was there any way he might have avoided it in subsequent years? You know, it's really just impossible to know. And yeah. I think this, um, the other thing we don't know is whether these are actual final tax returns. So he claims a $100 million loss on them, but it's certainly possible that this return was audited and that loss mm. was subsequently disallowed. And we can't know any of those things until he releases his tax returns as prior presidents and presidential candidates have. So if he he paid thirty eight million dollars in or, or according to this this return, which I should say the White House has confirmed was his tax return, but that still doesn't make it clear whether or not this may have been a draft of the return or maybe not the final return, as you say. But in any case, this return says that Trump paid thirty eight million dollars in taxes in two thousand five. Let's just get clear about the numbers. 
if Trump abolished the taxes that he's proposed to abolish, how much would he have paid in 2005? So if he abolished the AMT and retrospectively, mm. he would have only paid $5 million in taxes in 2005. I mean, it, it's incredible. He paid or says it says on this that he paid $38 million, but with his plans, he would have paid $5 million. And I think $2 million also in self-employment taxes. Is that right? So yep. $7 million on $153 million in income. Now, that is an amazing difference. I do think if we could somehow spell that out, this tax reform or tax plan of his would have little chance of getting through. It's not just that it benefits the rich. It benefits one specific rich man, i.e. the president himself. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the in addition to proposing repealing the AMT, he's proposing repealing the Affordable Care Act taxes on high earners. And it looks like based on the amount of investment income that he has on this return, that if he earned that amount of investment income this year, his proposal to repeal those health care taxes would reduce his tax liability by about $1.6 million. He's also proposing to slash the tax rate on the type of business that he owns. So he generally owns pass-through businesses. And he's proposing a special rate on pass-through business income of 15% down from a top rate of 39.6. Now, you talk about pass-through businesses. What qualifies as a pass-through business? So technically, a partnership or an S-corporation is a pass-through business. And what it means is that the business doesn't pay corporate income tax. Mm. All of their income is instead immediately treated as earned by individuals, and any tax due is paid by those individual owners of the business. Whereas with a C-corporation, the corporation itself pays tax on its income, and then the shareholders or investors don't pay any tax until those earnings are distributed to them. Mm. I think it's helpful for us both to understand how his tax plan would help him personally and how it would tilt the tax code overall to provide very large tax cuts to the wealthiest Americans. So overall, his tax plan would increase the after-tax income of millionaires by 14%, whereas it would only increase the after-tax income of the middle class by 1% to 2%. And it would actually raise taxes on about 25 million Americans. All right. Well, just as a last question, do you think there are upsides? I mean, I'm just assuming that keeping the alternative minimum tax is, um, is the fair and just way to keep the code intact. But, is, but do you think there are any benefits to the economy? you know, in abolishing the ta- these taxes on, on the rich? I, I think generally the, the economy would function better with a more progressive tax code. Mm. And so if anything, we should be raising taxes on the wealthiest uh, and cutting taxes on the middle class and on low-income families. There are arguments for replacing the alternative minimum tax with a different kind of tax on wealthy Americans. It is complex in some ways. But I, I certainly don't think we should get rid of it and do nothing else. Um, it is an important backstop to make sure that, that wealthy people are paying at least somewhat of their fair share. Well, I agree with you, and we'll see if we get even one dot more in the weeks to come. Thank you so much for being here, Lily. Thank you for having me.
That's it for today's show. Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of Slate Podcasts. Andy Bowers is Panoply's chief content officer. John D. Domenico is our voice of Donald Trump. Jacob Weisberg and Jamel Bowie are my co-hosts here. And Trumpcast is produced by Jason DeLeon. I'm Virginia Heffernan. Thanks for listening to Trumpcast. Trumpcast. 